0: The Power 40 podcast is an uplifting faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational real life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives, where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host Annika Tramberg joined today by accomplished speaker and pastor Mike Bolanti. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: You bet, glad to be here.
0: So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation today and something that I think we could all benefit from talking about in the new year Is what we learned or maybe haven't learned from 2020 and 2021. I think that we certainly have seen great things happen and some of the worst maybe in people over the past two years just amongst the pandemic and everything in between. And there was a brief statement in one of your blog posts that I just want to read out loud and I think that we can start talking about. You said what would happen if we drop the labels, the name calling and the hypocritical self-righteous posture, maybe we could find a new starting point. Like, say we're all human. We all have hopes and dreams. We all suffer and experience disappointment. We all laugh and cry. We all have opinions. Sometimes we're right and sometimes we're not. So I think that, you know, that's something that we could all kind of start to decipher over the next year, because there's so much of what you said in that blurb there that we, we went through over the past two years
1: hmm for sure. Yeah.
0: And I know you also have, you did a great sermon once where you just talked about divisiveness in our country and amongst yeah. ourselves. And how do we stop that? Do you mind talking a little bit about, you know, your thoughts on it and, you know, how as Christians, we can not be a part of that?
1: Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, I heard someone say uh, several months ago that during times of uncertainty, that which is really important becomes clear, and you know the last two years for me have been very clarifying, um, and I've kind of reordered some, some of my own personal priorities and uh, what's important to me. And as I think about the divisiveness and um, our own sense of rightness and everyone else's wrongness, I guess. Um, I think that the only, in my personal opinion, the only way to overcome that is to uh, take what I believe to be one of the key teachings of the Bible, and that's um, from Philippians that we would consider others better than ourselves. Uh, the Apostle Paul actually says, "Don't think too highly of yourself; rather, think of yourself with sober judgment." It was on to say, "But consider others better than yourself." So if we, if we actually took that attitude out the front door with us each morning, which some days I wake up and I think that that's just a pipe dream, that that's just never going to happen and it's just going to keep getting worse. But then I like see glimmers of hope and I see people actually living that out. I I think, unfortunately, that because because social media has given everyone a voice, um, it's also made everyone an expert in fields that we're not experts in. And so I think if we would humble ourselves a bit and realize that there are others that have something to say that may be valid, and they may be a bit more right than we are.
0: That's so true. I think everyone can take a, a piece of that for themselves and digest it and use it in their their own world and their own way. Yeah. Another thing that I I think too is important and I'd love to talk more about with you is just, you know, in a time like, especially now, it just seems like with everything so heightened, and I think your point about social media, everyone is allowed to have their own voice, and obviously does have their own voice, you know, how can we live, you know, how can we share maybe our opinion, or, you know, our thoughts on something in a way that's pleasing to God, in a way that doesn't stir the pot?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think, I I think, well, first, I think it it, it depends on the platform. I mean, do you, I think there are just some places that I have not earned the right to speak in yet or to speak for. Um, So just, you know, I, I've actually personally limited my social media output simply because there's no relationship. It's just me and a, and a blank canvas putting up a billboard to the world. And I don't have relationship with I mean, I, th- I think I have 2000 friends on Facebook and I think I know like 10 of them. So it's, you know, it's just kind of one of those, one of those things. The second is I, I think you earn the right to be heard by listening. And if I can become a good listener, I think I gain credibility to then be heard. But if, because most people, most people are listening, listening to formulated response. We're not listening to listen, we're listening to respond. Therefore, we're really not listening we're just listening to create a better argument. But if I were to truly listen, step back and, and hear what you have to say, then maybe you'll create some space to hear what I have to say, even if our opinions are divergent and we could find common ground that way.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. Listening, actively listening. So, you you know, you're really hearing what that person says instead of yeah. thinking about how you can one-up them or, you know, give well, your point to their counter or whatever, um, that's very fair. And I think to like, has there, has there been any scenario in your life where you've been stuck between like a rock and a hard place when you're in a conversation with someone and, you know, how, how do you keep your cool or how do you keep your sense about you in maybe a heated conversation? Yeah.
1: yeah so you just described every week of last year in my life, <laughs> um, know, because it's on everybody's mind. I mean, Mm. the the conversations that I think of that happen regularly are the conversations, all COVID related, particularly mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Um, And and that to me really is a rock and a hard place because there's no winning. There's no winning that because we, we come to those already, already formulating our own opinion. And most people, what I find is funny is most people think I agree with them, um, regardless of what their opinion is. And so, you know, I've been told that I am killing people because I'm not stringent enough, or I'm just bowing to government control because I'm too controlling. I've had all those things to me. I've been called a murderer. I've been called a sellout. All those things um, in the last 24 months. And I've just decided to be, I've I worked really hard to be non-reactive um, because, because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for a fight, they're looking for a reaction. And so I, I, I calmly and coolly say, which is hard. I'm Italian, you know, we're very expressive. My family is very loud, very expressive. And I will say, listen, I, I respect your opinion. I do, but I'm not a virologist. I'm not in the medical field um I've done a little bit of reading on the internet I wouldn't call it research I mean'm i I'm currently right now working on my doctorate so I have a whole new appreciation for what the word research actually means and it means so much more than I read a few articles on the internet um right, right. so I say we have different opinions we're probably not going to agree but can we can we still be friends? I mean can we still can we just agree to disagree and look past this and still be in relationship or not And you know sometimes, we can be, and sometimes we can't, but I'm not, I'm not going to allow myself to get sucked into that vortex because usually the truth is neither opinion. It's usually closer to somewhere in the middle. And so I just, I've actually stopped getting sucked into those things.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good thing to do. And I mean, I still look at like politics and I mean, religion, I'm a little bit more open about on my social media and everything, but I still look at those things to be like, you don't talk about them at the dinner table. You know, I was always taught to not share things like that on social media because you don't want to make someone, you know, you don't want to turn someone away or whatever. And and I think sometimes that's not that we shouldn't talk about things like that. We should have open conversations, but at the same time, it's nice to actually get to know someone before you just form an opinion about them based on something that they believe.
1: Yep. because what what we typically do is we label someone before we even know them, mm-hmm. um, based on a whole gamut of things. So, I mean, if you you know if you're a stranger and you meet me for the first time and you find out I voted for Trump or Biden, mm-hmm. take your pick. You've already made a thousand assumptions about me, most of which probably are not true. <laughs> right. Um, and I I do the same thing. It's kind of par for the course, and so trying to peel back those labels and we're we're in a season right now where we are, we are putting so many labels on people based on certain opinions and thoughts. And I just think it's really unfortunate in most cases, really not fair.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so true. I think labels, you know, regardless of COVID or politics labels, like uh, your size or your looks or anything like that can be so detrimental to, an actual relationship that you could build with someone based on who they are deep in their soul. Yes. And so aside from COVID and all that craziness, um, I kind of just want to dig in deeper to, you know, we, we, how do we live a life of faith? Obviously we kind of talked about how we would lead a life in like conversations like that, but how would we really, you know, there's so many more things than just COVID and, and, um, those, whatever, everything we just talked about, but how do we continuously live a life of faith in a world that basically is the opposite of what God wants for us? Like I I go back to, I do the little Bible app thing where I go through Proverbs. I think I just went through and now I'm going through Psalms. And it's so interesting that it's almost parallel opposite of like the world says, you know, put yourself first. And the Bible says, no, put your brother first. You know, how do we, how do you even, how do you, especially a young person have the understanding to question kind of what society tells us is right when it's not always right?
1: Yeah. You know, I, for me, most recently, I, I have been I become really comfortable with the, the awe and the mystery of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, I love the Bible, I believe it's God's word. Um, there are just, there are so many mysterious things about God that I don't fully understand. Instead of that being a negative, it's actually a huge net positive for me that God is, is so great. And, and in his greatness, he's chosen to reveal a small part of who he is in a small part of what it looks like to live in his kingdom. And so I've gotten really comfortable with with, with mystery and I've gotten really comfortable with grace. That God is, is more graceful than I could ever imagine or think or hope. And when, when my starting point is mystery and grace, the other things start to fall into place because then I'm not just, I'm not just having to prove that I'm right. But what I'm doing is I'm I'm, ent- I'm I'm allowing the relationship I have with God, to become the relationship I have with other people. So, for instance, when I, I have two kids, uh, they're 14 and 18, and when I look at my son or my daughter, I I can't imagine, I can't imagine loving anything more mm-hmm. than them, and yet, the God that I serve has a deeper love for me than that, and I can't even fathom that. But to me, the scripture says. That that would be true, and so when I can when I can organize my life and my faith around the Father heart of God for me, that my my religion is not just about believing a set of doctrine or belonging to the right church, but I have this incredible relationship with a God who loves me more than I could love my own children, and yet sometimes I do stuff and I need to be disciplined, and I do things that are contrary to His way, but. Each morning when I wake up, I I have this incredible opportunity to embrace that gift of grace and love that my father has for me. Um, And that becomes my starting point, not the need to get it all figured out or check all the right boxes so God will like me today, but knowing that I'm already starting with a surplus with God. And that's just really assuring to me.
0: Yeah, that is really reassuring, and especially if you wake up in not necessarily the best mood or feeling the best about yourself that day, knowing that he thinks the best of you. And that's a, that's a blessing in itself.
1: Well, because a lot of us, we start the day in a deficit because we woke up late. So then we didn't, I don't know, have, we didn't pray. And Mm -hmm. then we got mad on the way to work and we didn't read the Bible because we didn't have time and all these things we think we're supposed to do. So now we're starting in a deficit when I think God's posture is, you're already starting. Mm-hmm. with a full tank and my grace is sufficient for you today, regardless of whether you overslept your alarm clock by 20 minutes or not, whether your, your time with me was robust or not. I mean, that that's, that's the heart of a father.
0: Yeah. That's actually just random, but so funny. My mom literally texted me this morning because she was like, good morning. Hope you slept well. I overslept for work today and it just made me laugh. And I was like, well, at least she's just kind of laughing it off, but (laughs) it happens to the best of us. And it's not, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves when we mess up because that's who we are. We're human and we we can't be perfect beings. But I think what you said too, obviously grace is so I think you could talk about grace for so long and, and how it applies to us in our lives, but mystery, that's like something that's interesting to me that you said, and what are some of the things, you know, in the Bible that God says that you find mysterious, or what are some of those things that you've been honing in on?
1: Yeah. You know, well, well, for instance, um, when, when I think about, when I think about God, first of all, sending his son, right, right, to die on the cross for me, I'm trying to, I'm, because I'm a father, so I'm trying to mm-hmm. wrap my head around that, could I send my son, could I give up my son, I just, I, that to me is such yeah. a mystery, I can't, but I just, I just kind of embrace that, the, uh, the mystery that the scripture says I'm filled with God's spirit, that God lives in me, mm-hmm. um, there are days I don't want to live in me,
0: let alone God
1: living in me, and yet there's something profoundly, beautiful about God's spirit living in me, even in my imperfect mess, he chooses to dwell in me and live in me and live through me. Uh, when I think about the created world, when I think about, I mean, I, I love nature and I love science and I i love all those things. I'm not anti any of those things. I actually love them. And it's, it's just, it's just incredible. One, I was in Florida last week and I'm, I'm standing on the beach and the vastness of the ocean and I'm watching the, the, the sunset And the only the only words I had were wow. Like I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. I don't, yeah. But it was just, it was just amazing. And uh so so I think about those kinds of things. I think about the scripture saying that there is nothing, there's nothing that could ever take me away from the father's love. I mean, I thought nothing. There's nothing I could do. Mm -hmm. That to me is a mystery. I mean, how how could how could that be? Yeah. Um, But Man, it's it's incredible, and, and th- th- that that God is. I don't believe like God can be contained in a book. I think the Bible is right. simply what God chooses to reveal. So that the, the vastness of who God is, how big He is, that He created this ever expanding universe that we as humans can't even begin to imagine measuring. He kind of mm-hmm. stands outside all of that. That to me is just it's a huge mystery. Yeah, I don't get it. But I'm like, I just say to wow, I'll do it. Okay.
0: All it right. is, it is amazing. There's so many things, there's so many simple things in life, like sunrises, sunsets, the ocean, that it's just like, wow. Yeah.
1: If we, if we can embrace mystery, all of the things that we think are so important uh, that are really small and sometimes silly, they just won't, they just won't be a big deal
0: anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. I, I think too. Um, that kind of relates to like religion versus faith and are they the same or are they different? And, you know, what defines those things? And I think um, I'd love to get your input on, you know, religion versus faith and is it the same? Is it different? And I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. I I, I think it's, I, I think really it's just a, a semantics really. I mean, they are the words that, their words used to describe something. And that's what language really is trying to put into communicable language an idea. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about faith or when I talk about religion, depending on what I'm talking about, what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm trying to give language to this greater power. I'm trying to give language to this thing that defines my life, this thing that I fully believe in Uh, faith is, um, you know, Jesus asked us not to have faith so much in a set of ideas or doctrines, but to have faith in him as a person. And I think religion is just kind of a a way that we organize ourselves around that because as humans, we we love to organize. We need to be organized. Uh, We're not very comfortable with unorganized. We're not comfortable with organic typically. And so religion is just the way that we organize our ideas of faith. And so I don't think I don't know that you can have one without the other. Yeah. I think that, I think, I think what, what sometimes people call religion, they're really meaning to say institution or institutional or organizational religion, because I've seen, have heard people say, I'm not into religion. I'm into relationship, which is true. I I get what, what what's trying to be said. What they're trying to say is I'm not defined by an institution. I'm defined by my relationship with God, but At the same time, uh, Jesus made it really clear, you really can't have faith without the body of Christ, which Mm -hmm. is the church, which then kind of becomes religion. So it all becomes this muddy pathway if we try to, if we work real hard to kind of differentiate between those things, those ideas.
0: Yeah, I've never really heard it talked about in that way, but it makes so much sense and especially for someone who's super organized that I like to put things in categories and, and make things make sense to myself. So that's super interesting and kind of helpful just to, you know, when people say, you know, I don't believe in religion, but I'm, I have a faith or you know, vice versa. Yeah. So that's definitely very interesting. Um, I think Jen just kind of like, as we close out today, um, and reflect on the power of 40 in our lives and maybe trials we're going through or have overcome. We understand that in life will continue to experience the good and the bad that life throws our way. And 40 also seems to be as significant in regards to time. Jesus spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil, the great flood lasted 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, if you had just 40 minutes to impact the world, where would you start and what would you say? If
1: I had 40 minutes to impact the world, where would I start? What would I say? Um, that's a super easy question. (laughs) You know, I, I've actually thought about that question. I would, I've never framed it quite that, that way, but if I had 40 minutes, it would be with children or teenagers somewhere. Um, and and the reason I say that is because I, 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 really believe that, that kids and children have such a blank slate and it's such an incredible opportunity to change the world. As we know it, mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. are particularly younger kids are so honest and real and raw and not afraid to ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I often tell my wife that the two, the two groups of people that I get along the best with are kids and senior citizens. I, I don't know why yeah. that is, but that's seems to be the two groups that, um, I do. And, and and I I just feel like the the kids get overlooked and dismissed. And if we could, as adults spend more time really investing in our children Mm -hmm. and other people's children, that might change the whole world.
0: That's so true. I think, I think those are two groups too, that I really relate to. And I think, older people in this world have so much wisdom to give. If we would just take time to spend with them and listen to them, which often in our American fast-paced culture, I feel like older people are very often pushed to the side and kind of looked at as like useless. Like they don't, they don't serve a purpose really anymore. And I think kids too. And I know I felt that when I was younger, kind of always, I felt like I had a good head on my shoulders and I, knew a lot for my age. And I just always kind of felt overlooked by so many people and things, you know, when I share an idea or something like that. So I think taking the time to let people know too, that they are understood older, younger and, and valued for who they are and their opinions and ideas.
1: Yeah. I'm where I am right now because an adult noticed me and spoke into my life. And it changed. It's changed the whole trajectory of who I, who I've become. And, um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these two or three people that, that noticed.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, one more thing too, before we close completely, uh, it's 2022. I think a lot of people are thinking about resolutions and just kind of their year ahead. Um, do you have anything like in your faith life or journey that you're doing in this year ahead um to change or grow?
1: Yeah. You know, I I um I set goals every year.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: do resolutions because I don't keep them, but I do try <laughs> and kind of set measurable goals each year. Mm. And so I divide it into personal, spiritual, and family professional. So yeah, so in my personal life, I am, I need to lose 10 pounds and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna drink 64 ounces of water a day. I, I've got that written down in my spiritual life. I've once again, committed to read through the Bible, the entire Bible cover to cover again, uh, this year. So that's one of the things I'm doing in my, my personal life. Also, um, looking for ways to kind of quote unquote, date my children. Um, I, so I have, I've set a goal that certain amount of times this year to do something special with each of my children. Um, so that's kind of a personal goal, uh, that I have. Um, and then, um, yeah, another goal is to get through another semester of school that I'm in right now. So, um,
0: yeah, we'll play it. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell our listeners where they can, um, follow your journey? I know you might've taken a little pause on blogging, but if they want to reread anything you've had, or I know you do like Northbrook minute and stuff like yep. that.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook at Michael Blonte. Um, I did, I had a blog, Mike It is still there. I paused it because I have, begun doing a, a program, a doctoral program, and I just can't keep up with everything, but they all the old articles are there. And then of course, northbrookchurch.org uh, is another place you can find me.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah. Happy to be here.
0: Thanks. For more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. Also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.